Hi there again. I'm Father Matt Kovisk and I'm the rector of St. Mark's in Elkhorn. Yesterday was Halloween, a famous secular holiday where we dress up in different costumes and the younger at heart go from house to house to trick or treat. It's a day that many children, at least the ones I know, look forward to. While many people think that it's a day where we dress up in costumes for fun, this tradition, like many in our culture, has its origin in the Judeo-Christian tradition. The costume tradition came about in order to try to trick the Grim Reaper, or death, into taking somebody else. You can't find me if you don't recognize me, right? Halloween, or All Hallows' Eve, was the preparation day for All Hallows. And we refer to the Feast of All Hallows in modern-day language as the Feast of All Saints. All Saints celebrates all the saints, those who have lived Christian lives from the beginning of the Christian Church all the way down to the present day. If you're not familiar with what a saint is, saints are Christians who have showed exemplary love of Christ in their lives, usually actually in very difficult circumstances. These people were servants to the people of their day, and their service provides examples for us down through this day. And even in death, the saints continue to be our partners and fellow servants before the face of God. Now, this is where the tradition of, quote, praying to the saints, end quote, as well as the tradition of patron saints comes from. Even in death, they continue to be involved in the ministry we've all been called to, and join us in praying for our needs before the face of God. Their prayers are no better than our own even in death, but it is actually like asking a friend to pray for you before the face of our God. We believe that all of our service, both those who have gone before, you know, the saints, and those who are here now shall not be perfect until all have arrived on that distant shore in the greater light with that multitude that no one can number whose hope was in Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. As I've said, the ministry of saints is the same as it was on earth, to help others become partners in the salvation of God. The ministry of saints is the same as ours on earth this day. This may help us, especially if we hold a high view of the saints. Now, they lived exemplary lives, and it can actually be incredibly easy for us to think that we can't even come close to leading a saintly life. However, as I look for the readings that are set out for the Feast of All Saints, I can't help but wonder if we've been given the same map to living a similar life as the saints did in their varied ages. My eye this day towards, turned towards our Gospel reading, the Beatitudes, which you can find in St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. In this often quoted and read passage, we find Jesus teaching off the side of a mountain at the beginning of his public ministry. In this passage, Jesus is calling the crowds to look past the immediate moment that they find themselves in and to look at the bigger picture around them instead. These sayings, blessed are, are a lesson for the crowd gathered to take a look at the blessedness around them, even in the midst of the darkness of the world. If you take a look at the sentence structure of the statements, you'll see that the, quote, blessed are, put in something less desirable for the world, for they will put in a positive thing that relates to the kingdom of God. If we look at verse 4, 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mourning is something that is less desirable. Darkness, we don't like mourning. But we see that in the kingdom of God, they will be comforted. In each of the verses and statements, we see how the world sets itself versus the kingdom of God. And I can't help but wonder if that is the thing that unites the saints with us. The saints have truly brought, bought sorry, into the vision of the kingdom of God and how it could be realized both now and in the future. All the saints can identify with at least one of the blessed are dot 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 for they dot 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 statements that we see in the Beatitudes. So what? How does this commemoration of the Feast of All Saints help me as a 21st century Christian sitting at home listening to the radio or possibly in a pew later this morning? For many of us, we were brought up in the faith by somebody who modeled the Christian life for us. In addition to those around us who showed us how to live the faith, the saints are also examples to us on how, about how to live the Christian life. Now this is why including in many churches, including St. Mary's Verdon and St. Mark's in Elkhorn, there are stained glass windows with images of both Jesus as well as the different saints on them. These were used as teaching tools and are still used as teaching tools. And both of my churches, St. Mark's and St. Mary's, are filled with these beautiful stained glass windows. But as I talk to you this morning, one specifically comes to mind. In St. Mary's Verdon, there is a window right by the pulpit dedicated in memory of a longtime organist, Herbert Hangsculter. And the window is an image of St. Cecilia, considered by many to be the patron saint of musicians. She also happens to be one of my favorite saints and my own patron saint. The story goes something like this for St. Cecilia. After making a vow of celibacy, St. Cecilia was forced to marry a Roman nobleman named Valerian. Now, during the wedding, instead of partying and living it up with the other guests, she sat apart from everybody, singing to God in her heart. It was actually this that led musicians to adopt her as our own patron saint. Now, when the time came for her to have relations with her new husband, Cecilia told him that an angel was protecting her and that God would punish him if they were to consummate their marriage. But if they didn't, God would love him. Of course, being like any other person, really, her husband asked to see the angel. And after a few steps involving mountains and other things, he eventually did. He saw the angel after being baptized. Now, St. Cecilia's faith would actually end up causing her death or what we in the Christian church call her martyrdom. She died because she ran up against the Roman government, who didn't believe in the God we believe in. Now, of course, like many of the saints, there are legends that surround her death, and this one is no different. It is said that St. Cecilia's death came after being struck three times on the neck with a sword, after which she lived for three days. And as part of her death, she asked that her home be turned into a church. Now, my friends, we've talked about saints and how they are role models for us as we live the Christian life. 
They're supposed to serve as role models to us, to be like them in the world. And as I've said, you might be concerned with the idea with trying to keep up with the saints. With, if you look at St. Cecilia's story or any other saint that you know, whether in the Bible or in Christian history, you've noticed that they've lived exemplary lives in such difficult circumstances. And you might think to yourself, I can't do this. I can't live a saintly life. However, is actually simpler than we think. The Beatitudes, again, Matthew 5, 1-12, provides the same roadmap for both the saints and for us in this day and age. We have all that we need to be saints to those around us. When we show mercy, for blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. When we show mercy towards others, we help to create a world that is more merciful for us and for everyone else. When we can love ourselves and love others for who they are, honestly, openly, and as children of God, just like we are, we create a world that is more loving. As I leave you this day, I want to leave you with a couple of questions. When have you been merciful when you did not need to be? When were you gracious when you did not need to be? That, my friends, is the work of a saint, to make the things of the kingdom, things like grace, mercy, justice, peace, present in the world that is a most definite need of all of these things. When we do them, we are joining in the work of all the saints, past and present, who have come before us to make this world the place that God created it to be. Thanks be to God.